0: Welcome back, everyone, to Grandpa's Tales of Terror. We continue with Jerky, Part 2. Now close your eyes and let your imagination carry you into a world of fear and horror. (laughs) A few years ago, the town of Bartwin was looking for a new sheriff. The current sheriff, Frank Daly, was retired after 40 years protecting the town from crime and shenanigans from out-of-town visitors and the like. The town council, realizing that Frank was retiring, had to find a new sheriff. Now, crime was never high in Bartwin, so the council had to find someone who was young, but also had a good experience and had a passion for law and justice, but was able to adjust to a lower excitement. That was the candidate that they were looking for. So, interviews were held. There was a written exam and a compulsory interview with the town's psychiatrist. Finally, a decision was made and Officer John Gabriel was going to become Bartwin's new sheriff. John Gabriel wasn't originally from Barwin; He was a police officer coming from a big city. When the posting came out for a sheriff, it was a position that he wanted very much for personal reasons and a chance to get out of the city. After the decision was made to hire John, a special welcoming was put on by the town to introduce him to the residents and townsfolk. At the welcoming, John met the mayor, town council, and Henry Bartwin Sr., great-grandson of Joseph. John also met the retiring sheriff, Frank Daly. When John put out his hand to shake Frank Daly's, he noticed that Frank's little finger was missing. He naturally asked what happened, and Frank explained that it got a little too close to a compound saw when he was working in his woodshop. Congratulations and slaps on the back continued into the night at the town bar. A year had passed and Sheriff John Gabriel was enjoying his job very much. Outside in speeding tickets and uh, vehicle infractions, John had learned that policing isn't just about enforcing the law, it meant being a contributing member of the community, helping others getting involved. Being the only law in the town sometimes meant he had to do full 24 hour shifts. He was always on call, bad traffic accidents fires and other incidents that required him to attend. He even experienced rescuing a Mr. and Mrs. Hillington out of their burning house. The actual sheriff's department wasn't very big, but they did have a small holding cell for the occasional inebriated individual, an office for the sheriff and a reception desk for a part-time clerk. There was a radio system for the sheriff to radio other towns, in the event assistance was needed for certain incidents. One day, the bell on the door rang, letting John know someone came into the station. The part-time clerk was not in that day, so John walked out to greet the person just having poured himself a coffee. Standing there was the 30-something man who asked if he was the sheriff, to which John said yes and asked what he could do for him. The man said that their dog was missing and won't come back when called, and the dog had never done that before. John asked where did this happen, and the man answered near the beach campground. He continued by telling John that they had to get to their next destination, but if he could keep an eye out for their dog, that would be great. John asked if he had a picture, which the man did. He took the picture and looked at it. The dog was a chihuahua, owned by the name of Woofie. The man continued saying that it was technically his wife's dog. John told him to put his name and number on the back of the picture, and if he found anything out, he would contact them. John further said he would ask and look around if anyone had seen Woofie. The man put out his hand and shook John's and thanked him. He left, and John made a few photocopies of Woofie. He hung up a couple of the copies in the campground, the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker shops. While on patrol, he passed copies out to the sheriffs that he had coffee with in other towns. John drove to the Bartwin plant and processing center. He stopped the car at the loading dock, and Henry Barton Sr. came out to greet him. The light wind carried the smell of the jerky, comparable to a perfect steak done to perfection on the barbecue. They said good morning and exchanged pleasantries. Henry mentioned that John's probation was almost over and that he'll be coming up for a review. He further said the townsfolk have a lot of respect for him. Henry then asked if he was willing, maybe in a couple of weeks, they could sit down and talk about the future. John, with the utmost respect, replied, yes, sir. John started walking towards his car, but then realized he forgot to give Henry a couple of the posters. He turned around and called out to Henry, who came back. John asked Henry if he could put these up in the plant. Looking at the picture, Henry nodded and said, of course. He shook his head and continued by saying, that's why the town has the leash bylaw. I'm not understanding why people don't follow it, and then something like this happens. If you don't put your pet on a leash... Being out here with the woods, something is gonna happen. John thanked Henry again and walked back to his car, noticing a collar on the ground next to a pile of pallets. He looked to see if Henry was still watching him, but Henry had already gone back into the plant. He picked the collar up, looked at it, but didn't have any pictures left to see if it was Woofie's. Back at the station and looking at the original picture, Indeed, it was Wolfie's collar. John contacted the 30-something man and said that he had found the dog's collar. He stressed the importance of having a dog on a leash, especially having forests and wild animals in the area. The man said yes, that they will be more responsible if they get another dog. Before hanging up, the man casually mentioned that an older man had come up to him at the beach and told him that the dog should be on a leash, and maybe control the barking. John said that a lot of people in the town share that same thought. They love pets, but there is a pet bylaw to prevent things like this happening. The man finally hung up, saying he wasn't looking forward to telling his wife about Woofie, and thanked John for the phone call. John said goodbye and hung up.